Oh, I so I uh, I had a vacation last week. Are you going on any vacations this year? We haven't any figured out. Land? We haven't figured out what we're doing yet, or where, or when exactly. When is likely to be probably our usual time, so probably not till like the fall, early fall. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, with the kid now, our, our timing is, is a little more limited since he's off for the summer. And we had, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a week off between school and camp. So we took our first family beach vacation and went down to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. Yep. Which was very nice. I don't think I've actually been there, but I've been mm-hmm. close by there. I think one time or once or twice I stayed at Bethany Beach, which is a little yeah, bit further south. Like- Next. Yeah, that that's like one beach further south. I believe I think, so. Uh, and then Ocean City, Maryland is after that. Right. It, it's uh, it's got like a big boardwalk. There's like uh, like a little amusement park on the boardwalk that's kind of sort of inside. It's weird. But yeah, I'm not really a beach person, but we really only went to like hung out on the beach one day. Mm-hmm. But there's just there's a lot to do around there. Like I said, the whole boardwalk and everything is is pretty huge. When I was a kid, our family trips every year were pretty much to Wildwood, New Jersey. I, I family trips used to be to Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Okay. When I was a kid, yeah, we usually stayed in North Wildwood, and then the boardwalk, of okay. course, is kind of in between the two. Yeah, I don't remember it because it was like so long since I've been there. Like it was when I was a kid. We we didn't. We did it every year for a few years. Yeah, same. And then it kind of and then it kind of stopped, and we started doing other other trips. I think my sister went back there not that long ago and like got a shirt from the hotel we used to stay at <laughs> that may still be there. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I haven't been there, and I think probably at least 25 years at this point. Oh, it's got to be. I don't even want to think because it's probably. 40 years for me since <laughs> I've been there. But I mean, I, and Glenn's only like, 42. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, it's, it's 40 years. Yeah. That's, that's most of my life. And that's our show. So welcome back once again to That's Our Show. I am Glenn. And I'm Jim. This month on That's Our Show is, well, actually, we, we've decided to call it our season finale. So, yep. yay, that's exciting, uh, I yeah. guess. Our season being <laughs> uh, 12 months, so. Apparently, <laughs> The yes. entire year of a season, I guess. <laughs> Which really, I, maybe we'll have to change that in future years, because then that would mean every season starts in a different month unless we take a whole year off. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. Does this mean we're taking a sabbatical or a hiatus? I well, well, we'll take, I don't know, a month or so off and try to get caught up and maybe a little bit ahead so that we don't feel the pressure that we're feeling this week because it's, uh, yeah, it's already the 22nd of the month <laughs> and this is supposed to come out on, what, the 30th? Something like that? Week from tomorrow? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the 30th. So we're usually try to get a little bit more ahead. We were ahead. We, this isn't bad. We were ahead, but the yeah. last time we recorded was three months ago. Yes. Well, <laughs> we recorded several episodes. So yes. there you go. We got ahead and but, then we're falling behind again. Yeah. And now we're falling behind again. So we're going to take a month or so and uh, get ahead again. Maybe look at some other projects and enjoy our summer. And, and then we'll be back. And you should too. have no fear. 
We will be back. This episode, however, we are going to be talking about cult films of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, and why did we pick those decades? Well, why? Well, we... we <laughs> Because those were the best decades ever in film. No, I, I mean, there's good <laughs> movies before and after both the, the 80s and 90s. I We picked these, I think. The decades in which we came of, of age. The, the decades in which we were probably seeing the most movies. Well, maybe not, but seeing a lot of movies. It's yeah, the decades we came of age. We do kind of focus on those decades in a lot of what we're doing on this right. podcast. I actually per personally, I actually found it a little bit tricky to focus on cult films of that period because I actually found mm -hmm. that I was more familiar with some of the ones that came after that or before that period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Actually, I had a little bit of trouble as well with it, but in the end, Oh, wait a minute. Now I'm like looking at my list. I'm going, wait, was that in the nineties or was that? More yeah. I had, to, I had to check my list. <laughs> I did have not I thought checked of, mine. I realized, Oh wait, that's not in the time frame. I can't count that. You know, while we're still talking, I'm going to check my list. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not sure if mine are even in the 80s and 90s. Cheater. I, I know, like, for, well, most of them, I, I know that's where my thoughts originally were, were like, be, because there there was one movie in particular that I was thinking of, and then that's what inspired me to go, we should do a, a podcast on this. But I'm not sure what the years are of all of these movies. I'm going to just check and. Well, the list down. on Wikipedia will tell you. So what Jim is referring to is there is an article on cult film on Wikipedia, and then there's also a list of cult films. Now, one of the things that we had difficulty doing was defining what exactly a cult film even is. Yeah. And it, before, because it's kind of difficult to categorize that. Yeah. Before I even really looked it up or researched it, I would have considered a cult film to be one that has kind of a limited following, maybe that it was not particularly commercially successful, maybe possibly mm -hmm. not even critically successful, but it has right. a very kind of limited but very devoted following. And but perhaps I guess it's that, a that film, kind of perhaps it's a film that's become more popular in the years since it was originally released. That kind of begs the question though, can a film that was a hit be a cult film? I think in some cases the answer would be yes and I look at it from the situation of a film that, okay, maybe it was very commercially successful at the time it was released. There were many people who enjoyed it on a casual level, but then there is still that kind of subset of a fan base that is more devoted to the film that's mm -hmm. who will quote the lines or maybe do cosplay or whatever else uh, associated with that film or just really into the the story of the film or the mythology associated with the film or the world building of the film specifically to the level of anybody who really enjoys a less popular movie. So right. I and, and, and I, I kind of agree with that, but it starts begging the question is like, like star Wars, which are some of the hugest films of all time. Are those also cult films? Cause I thought about listing those. I mean, some of them were in the eighties at least. Yes. Like the original star Wars in 77, <laughs> like, but like, so our, 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 Star Trek or, or, or Star Wars or Star Trek or or Lord of the Rings or that kind of thing. Do, would you consider those to be cult movies? That's where it gets really kind of convoluted and complicated to be able to determine that. I, I, I think based on the criterion that I gave, you could argue that they are cult movies. But when mm -hmm. they become so massively popular that they 
kind of have a broader cultural impact, I guess I'd say, then I think right. the slope starts to fall away, I guess, if I'm mixing up my metaphor. I think then <laughs> at that point, you probably have less of an argument of it being a cult movie. Yeah, I guess. It's hard to define. I mean, I, and I think that's one of the advantages of just using this Wikipedia list. It kind of gave us a bit more of a yeah. framework. Right. To work it was on. sort of our benchmark. There, there is like that, 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 that dedicated fan base and like the cosplay, like you mentioned. That's just one example of as far as dedication, but another would be being able to readily quote lines from a, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Endlessly quotable. That sort of thing is, is just. Like that, that that's usually a good indicator. Like I kind of consider found. that like that's a good indicator of it being a cult film. But that would but I guess it's not the only indicator. And, and it's hard to say really what others are. Like I'm actually going through these looking looking up my movies now. And here's another one. Like I have an honorable mention list. Yeah. But Pulp Fiction. That's yeah. 90s as 94. That should have made my at least my honorable mention list. Right. Like I love that movie. And it's but like that doesn't feel like a cult film to me. I think Tarantino is really associated with cult movies, but Pulp Fiction in particular was a breakthrough hit for him. Yes, exactly. It was it had a at the time, I think it had a pretty significant cultural impact, as I was mentioning a moment ago. So that mm -hmm. a broader cultural impact, I would say. And so I guess I'm I guess it still has kind of a cult following, but that's one of those movies, I think, where it's. A little bit less clear cut. Yeah. When we were talking before we were recording, the thing that struck me the most on this list was that they did not consider Ghostbusters a cult film. Yeah, I think but they in, did consider Back to the Future a cult film. And I always kind of like think of those together in yeah, a way. Well, they came out a year apart, but I think in terms of yeah. commercial success at the time, popularity at the time, enduring popularity a dedicated mm -hmm. fanatical fan base and cultural impact. I think both of them kind of are very similar or comparable. You know what's actually making me think what would kind of disqualify Ghostbusters and under the same umbrella would disqualify like Star Wars and Star Trek. They're still, they're still using that idea for current media. Okay, so it's an ongoing series, I guess, that yeah. is still active. So I don't I don't know form. that it can become a cult until it's finished. Yeah, when you get into film series, I guess it becomes a little bit more difficult because on that list right. was say the first Back to the Future, but not the sequels. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. So when you get into film series, because I kind of look at it as a whole. Yeah, when you get into film series, it kind of gets a little bit more muddled because you know, maybe the initial film was sort of a sleeper hit and then mm -hmm. the other films that came after it that were sequels or prequels or whatever sort of had the built-in audience and their reputation. So they kind of were set up that they couldn't really quite be cult hits because they were based on established properties. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think they're only getting made because, well, in some circumstances, they're only getting made because the original was a cult hit. The Ghostbusters movie that's coming out Next year, I think. Is it next year? That, I it was originally supposed to be late this year. I guess it's pushed back. Or now. maybe it is late. They're this filming year. it I, now. I, I know that. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Regardless, that that wouldn't exist without that first one. But because sure. they're still they're making more, like I, I I'm trying to think of any example where it's still ongoing. Like I guess, James Bond is not cult. 
No, I, I wouldn't think consider any of those. Most films. of those films were pretty big events when they came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So other other criteria that that might help define is like uh, they often have unique and memorable characters and premises premises or or maybe that's not the best word. Maybe universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be like yeah, the, what we had listed in our notes with distinctive themes. Right. Um, and unusual storytelling style. I think that's where like Pulp Fiction comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, those are some other criteria that you might consider here. There's another one that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas just popped into my head. Okay. A lot yeah. of Tim, I think that was Tim on the Burton, list. probably. Uh, Tim Burton is another one that yeah. has <laughs> probably a lot of films that would be considered cult. Oddly enough, the 1989 Batman movie was on this list, which... Was on Wikipedia's list? Yeah, which kind of scratch, makes me scratch my head, but several of his other and movies... And Batman's still ongoing. I mean, I guess that particular Batman series is no longer ongoing, right. but... Well, that was... His series was really only two films, I guess, technically, because he only did he, two. Yeah, I mean, he only directed two, but I think that's that... No, I guess he was still that producer. That era continued yeah, after right. him. But several of his other movies, like uh, Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice mm. and Ed Wood and... God, I'm thinking of so many more movies I could have listed. <laughs> yeah, I'd go through the list again, and it's like, oh, I'd forgotten about that one. That should go on my list. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I'm looking at my list now, and I'm going, yeah, th these are all good. I, I, it's kind of like I could have easily gone to top ten, easily. Yeah, I have a more. lot of, I have a lot of honorable mentions. I, I only have a handful, and and you know, I, I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas should go on there. Beetlejuice should go on there. I mean, I would have considered Ghostbusters on there, but well, that doesn't fit our criteria. Should I mention my honorable mentions? Can I honorably uh, mention my honorable mentions? Sure, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Let's hear your honorable All mentions. All right. So, well, we kind of talked about a couple of them already. Mm -hmm. Since the 1989 Batman movie was on there, I listed that because, yeah. at least for me, I, I definitely reacted to it as if it were a cult movie in my own world. <laughs> I remember that coming out. I re That, that yeah. was I saw about it, my, my saw it, I don't even want to talk about how old I am on that. We already talked about that. I saw it in the theaters yeah, twice. Once in yeah. a drive-in, actually. See, now, now the movie I have seen the most times in the theater, I don't, I, I'm don't. i going to see if it's on there, because that, that was Jurassic Park, and I would you consider that a cult film? I don't think so. I personally probably wouldn't. No. Because it was a they pretty have big it listed. summer blockbuster. <laughs> they have it listed as a cult film. Uh, yeah, Wikipedia I think you were considers right. it, it a cult. That one, kind of like Batman, I'm really not quite sure. Beetlejuice is on my honorable mention list also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as well as uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I threw that in there because that was on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I See, that's another one that I probably would have listed, but before I was like looking through, I, I did not go through. Did you go through the whole list? I did. Wow. See, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to do that. And again, okay. I think for me, it's a little bit tough to tell because- Especially for the 80s movies, I was maybe mistakenly under the impression that some of these movies were more popular right off the bat than maybe they actually were. Yeah. Because I was too young to remember. I'm just going to go through, this is in no particular order, Evil mm -hmm. Dead 2. Okay. The That's a sequel. It is a sequel, yeah, but uh, I think both Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are on the list. Okay. As well as another sequel. I put in Clerks. I may maybe it's not into that nowadays, but when I was in college, I that kind of one, that one kind of stuck to me as a cult film, I guess. Mm -hmm. The Fly, the 1986 version. 
God, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, yes. yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very good. Do you remember the movie Inner Space? Yes, uh, Martin Short. Yes, and Dennis Quaid. Okay, and Meg yeah, Ryan. I do remember that. That was one I saw many times when I was a kid. I put. I'm, the... I'm starting to list more on my. Uh... <laughs> If you hear any typing in the background, that's me okay. adding to my honorable mentions. <laughs> I put the Shawshank Redemption because that was on the list too. Huh. And I guess, yeah, at the time, maybe it wasn't as big of a hit, but obviously it's gotten tremendously popular since then because they showed on cable like every other week. Uh-huh. Here's one you'll probably maybe feel the same about. Strange Brew. Okay. <laughs> Stripes. Ah, Stripes, Bill Murray, yes. Harold Ramis. That's another, I, I do love that movie. That's another one that could go on there for me. <laughs> another honorable mention for me. Again, it was on the list, but I, I don't recall how popular it actually was. And uh, UHF, the original Weird Al you, movie. You know, I have never seen that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it appealed so to me when to... I was 12, probably, but I don't know how you'd feel about it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I really liked his most recent movie weird the faux biopic he's not actually in that right yes well no he starred in this movie yeah i know is that it yeah yeah so some of my honorable mentions that you haven't mentioned yet and i'm still trying to go through this the unmentioned honorable uh, mentions yes the fifth element yeah there was a time i had that on i don't know if it was a vhs or dvd or or both but i i was watching that like, I, I would just put it on when I would go to sleep. I would just watch that movie, like, every day. Right. And then, again, that, that for so me I, is another movie I guess I maybe mistakenly thought was more popular than it is, or than it, maybe it was. Um, I don't... It was, like, it, it didn't bomb, for sure. Like, it, it was it was at least a mild hit, mm -hmm. if not a huge runaway hit. I think it's Luc Besson's biggest hit. Right. Uh, the director. Anyway, uh, other ones on my list, uh, the bre honorable mention list, The Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, Back again, to the I, Future, of course. Again, I would have thought that was a more popular movie, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that one I don't remember coming out. I don't remember when it came out. I, I don't know if I saw it in a theater or not, or I only saw it subsequently. I think I remember it more for the song being like everywhere at the time. Yes. Yes. Don't You Forget About Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, mm -hmm. another one. Yeah. And I'm still going through this. Uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, that one be, That's would kind of surprise me because I thought that was pretty popular at the time, too. Oh, it definitely was. No no question it was. I mean, Back to the Future, we already said. I'm like trying to go through this real quick. Anyway, ah, Beetlejuice, no. I mentioned. Yep. Oh, that's 90s, right? 1999. Being John Malkovich. Oh, okay. Have you seen Being John Malkovich? I have. I think that's a movie I couldn't really get into very much. That was such a, at least to me, delightfully weird movie. I think it was a kind of weird I just couldn't quite connect to for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, that's understandable. I don't think that was for everybody. That That is a good example, I think, of a cult film. Uh, yeah, I, I would, in terms of a, what I would have pictured to be a cult film, yeah, I think it fits the bill, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was surprising to see on the list. Yeah, I mean, I know that was a hit. That yeah. Was actually on my list. There's a lot of B movies. There's a good one on the list. I'm not going to go through all of this because it'll take forever, but uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I wouldn't put that on my list or anything, but that's another one that, yeah, that's definitely a cult 
movie. From what I know, I, I could imagine that, but I actually haven't seen it. I should have gone through this list because I, my actual top five might have changed. <laughs> yeah, I know mine did as a result of going through the list because there were some, yeah. some that I forgot. Um, well, I mean, I, I probably would have had a list Jurassic Park, but to me, I, I, I think I would have left it off anyway because to me, that's not a cult movie. Yeah, I agree. That was a big summer blockbuster. I remember being mm-hmm. incredibly popular at the time. Uh, there was one I forgot to mention that I had accidentally deleted, I think. The Princess mm-hmm. Bride. Okay. As an honorable mention. Okay, so here's a question. So we call these cult movies. Why do we use the term cult when that, like a cult is generally considered a bad thing it has a it, negative it has, connotation for yeah. sure so why are they cult movies why does that like a cult classic or is it i guess it's just because it's got like a a cult-like following apparently i mean according to wikipedia a cult following is a group of fans that are highly dedicated to some person idea object movement or work so i guess okay. that's how the connection is made well that makes sense and i guess that would open up and that, if you're just using that to define cult film, yes, that would certainly open it up. That kind of removes the negative connotations associated with it, associated yeah. with just a cult. So for what it's worth, you blew more than half my list, I think, with your honorable mentions. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I You might you have done the same. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I mean, had I had a chance to go through them all. <laughs> Here, here's another one that would potentially go on my honorable mention, but I don't consider it a cult film. Die Hard. Yeah, I saw that on the list. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's interesting what they're considering cult films. Uh, yeah, I, I... Some of them are like, yeah, of course. But a lot of them are like, these were like huge hit films. How do you... <laughs> it, can a huge hit film be a cult film? I... I'm going to guess in some cases that maybe it's just based on things like, you know, how many today, how many people are still quoting that movie. Mm -hmm. And my guess is probably it's still pretty common in that venue forum. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. And of course, there's every year is the the annual is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) maybe on that level, that's why it's being associated as being a cult classic. Yeah. Oh, come on. How could this not have made my honorable mentions, at least? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Again, I thought that would have been a really popular movie at the time. I guess so, but I can see how that would be considered a cult yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, Along with The Fisher King, which I enjoyed. Okay. But I don't yeah, think that would have made my... Yeah, I would definitely call that one. A... With Terry Gilliam movies, there's probably a better than 50% chance it's a cult movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's one that I thought was more recent. I thought it was like 2000 or 2001, Galaxy Quest. That should have made my honorable That could have been on your list. Yeah, that was 1999. (laughs) All right, so should we get on to our top five? Yeah. Uh, You have not mentioned my number five, so maybe I should start with that. Why don't you start? Yeah. My number five of top five cult films of the 80s and 90s is the 1985 Chevy Chase film Fletch. Fletch. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, I honestly, like, one of my first things was, oh, that has to be number one. But honestly, like, one of my critiques is it's not a very good movie. Like, you go back and watch it, it's not a good movie. Mm -hmm. But it is so incredibly quotable and with... I feel like a hundred (laughs) bucks. 
Uh, it's actually, I feel like, $100. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, 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 I at one point, I, pr I probably had the entire movie memorized at one point. <laughs> there was a call-in contest that the afternoon radio show used to do years ago in the Philly area that had a Fletch question, and I actually called in and won. Never got my prize. Ah. But I did. I, it was a VHS. It's that long ago that that this happened. I, I think I had it was like probably early nineties because mm -hmm. I think I was still working in Philly at the time and it was a Philly radio show. Okay, but yeah, I, I don't remember what the question was or anything. <laughs> and then they asked me other questions and I'm like, I couldn't. I, I was like so like I can't believe I got through. Do you remember what the prize that, was that you didn't get? It was a VHS of the movie Con Air. Okay, well, that, that must have been a lot later than, yeah, when the Fletch movie came out. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. What, what did I say? Early 90s. When did I say it? No, late 90s. I meant to say late Okay, 90s. yeah. Sorry, when you get to be my age, you forget these things. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I, 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 like, at one time had that entire movie memorized, and it was just, I, I guess it was just kind of a, a, a sign of pride among men of my age to love that movie and to be able to quote that movie. It was like mandatory for a while. <laughs> okay. Again, not, uh, probably didn't. I, I've seen the movie, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I think probably the book was a little bit more enjoyable. I've read that, too. I think you loaned it to me. Uh, uh, very possibly. <laughs> I did because I have read most of the books in the series. <laughs> I think that's the only one I actually have read, but kind of probably I missed it just because, you know, it came out when I was seven mm -hmm. and I didn't watch yeah. it until much, much later. So I didn't really have a good gauge of, you know, how popular it actually was at the time. Yeah, I, I was 15 and it was I mean, it was a hit. It was a big enough hit that they made a sequel. And that's they right. Actually Fletch recently, Liz. And they recently made another one. Yes. With uh, John Hamm. John Hamm. Right. I haven't seen that yet. I've, I've been told it's good if you like the original. But. Okay. Haven't seen it. It just seems odd to me to, I don't know, to revisit that so many years later. <laughs> but it was just, it, it, it's so quotable and so dumb. And I think that's kind of oh, yeah. a lot of the movies <laughs> that are on my list are quotable and dumb. He's 6'5", with the afro 6'9". Yeah. Fletch <laughs> is actually 6'5", with the afro 6'9". Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so many things. It's me, Dr. Rosenpenis. I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> it's been a while. Yes. Yeah, uh, can I get you anything? Yeah, uh, could you get me the Beatles White Album? Uh, never mind, just bring me a glass of hot fat. And bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia while you're out there. <laughs> I, it's crazy how much of that is still stuck in my head. Yes, it is. Waste, quite wasting apparently. space. Yes. <laughs> Hang on a second. There you go. It's a white sheet of paper. No. It's a white album. It's a white. It's the white album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my number five. What? Uh, All right. What made it on five for you? My number five. Well, I already mentioned some of the other ones in the series, but and I had a very difficult time of choosing one of the films out of the series that I felt the most cultish on. So mm -hmm. I picked the third film, which was Army of Darkness. The I don't, third, I don't even know what that is. That's the third Evil Dead movie. Okay. I haven't seen any of the Evil Dead okay. movies. Well, it's memorable for such lines as uh, basically whatever Duke Nukem ripped off. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we had that kind of conversation 
that last last month at the uh, no two months ago last month was cats two months ago was video games yes 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 yeah uh, who wants some and uh, who this wants some? this is my boomstick <laughs> so are they like I mean are they comedies or they, well okay so the like horror comedy well so the main people involved are Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. That's mm -hmm. kind of how they made their name, so to speak. So the first film, which was in 1981, I believe, called The Evil Dead, was their attempt at a straight-up horror movie. But because they had, you know, extremely limited budget, it came off as being pretty ridiculously cheesy. Mm -hmm. Then in 1987, they made a sequel to it with slightly more of a budget, but recognizing that there was comedic potential it became more of like a somewhat slapsticky horror movie. Okay. And then by the third film, Army of Darkness, it was pretty much full-on adventure fantasy comedy. Good. Um, so I, it's funny. I'm sure there's inspiration from that for uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, if we had gone into 2000s, that definitely would have been in the conversation. But going back to Army of Darkness, since you haven't mm -hmm. seen it, I'll just give you the premise. So it's about this kind of jerky guy who actually gets sent back to 1300 AD or something like that and in a completely anachronistic time period with King Arthur and he basically is their chosen one to help them fight off the the evil deadites that are uh, threatening the kingdom. Okay. Sounds like a barn burner. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that was my number five. My number four top cult film of the 80s and 90s is... The Big Lebowski. Ah, okay. Well, that was my number three. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we're kind of uh, in, in agreement on that one. How could we not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just such a great movie and very rewatchable, which I think is another hallmark of a good cult movie is that it's rewatchable. Yeah, definitely. How else are you going to remember all the quotes, right? <laughs> But anyway, so that's my four and your three. So that what's your four? Three. My number four was Office Space from 1999. Office Space. Yes, that's a good one. I didn't yeah. see that until like much, much later. I think I saw it maybe a couple, maybe 2002. I saw it, I think, for the first time when I was or when I was already in the office working world by that point and probably yeah. could appreciate it a little bit better. Yeah, I, I didn't see it until I was in the office world as well. I think yeah. that might have been... So uh, my my wife and I had like th there were a few things that were like you have to watch this movie before we get married. <laughs> okay. And I think that might have been one of hers. I don't think I had any. I'm pretty such sure Fletch was one of mine. All right. I I, I do think Fletch was one of mine. So was I this a compatibility test? I <laughs> uh, in some ex uh, to some extent, I guess. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, Office Space, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need you to yeah <laughs> i still talk about that we we've been watching uh a hbo show barry okay which like just finished it's it's final season and we're about I halfway through it, that but i've heard of it it's crazy and and really enjoyable but the guy from office space is is in that okay uh, the, uh, gary cole it's, it's my stapler yeah. Oh, um... You took um, my stapler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen yeah. Root. What's his name? Stephen Root, who's done a ton of stuff. Right. Yeah, he is. he's in Barry, so every time... I, I keep making stapler jokes when I watch the show. Okay, but that's that's less straw. 
So, so that was your uh, that was your that was my number four. four. Your three was Big Lebowski. Correct. So my three you had mentioned before, which is Strange Brew. Good day, I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? We're those guys who talk over songs and records, remember? Yeah, here's another one. Beauty. Eh? Yes. <laughs> uh, that that's you. Good I mean, day, I eh? didn't. Th- there's no way I saw that in the theater, but. Yeah, I, I can't make it let a uh, cult film go by without uh, mentioning Bob and Doug Kenzie. Eh? Of course not, eh? <laughs> Those hosers. <laughs> take, take off, off eh? <laughs> I gotta take a leak so bad I can taste it. <laughs> he saw Jedi 17 times. <laughs> Psst. <laughs> Radiation has made in, uh... me an enemy of civilization. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen the movie. Actually, maybe I should have upgraded it. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm now I'm now I'm giggling at it. All the quoting. Yeah. I, I like when I when I was brewing beer more actively. I even yes. brewed an uh, an Elsinore IPA. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Classic. Thankfully, eh? came out decent. But that's just. I mean, you have to like Bob and Doug McKenzie. So. That's a little more niche, maybe? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... But definitely, definitely Culver. Yeah, that's kind of maybe all those sort of like those Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live spinoff films. Yeah, in some respects, I, I, I as think far most as, of them qualify. Like uh, Wayne's World, for instance, if you're... You kind yeah. of have to like the characters, Wayne and Garth, to want to see that movie. Is that on? That's on the list, too, I believe. Yeah, that's something else that honestly should probably have made my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, on my the wife list. and I even dressed up as Wayne and Garth one Halloween. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was my three. Your three was Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. So my Dude. number two. Which is the only one left on my list that you haven't mentioned, which is, this is the movie that kind of started me thinking about this whole thing in the first place, and that is Blues Brother. One, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, now that movie is 1980, so it Just barely gets sense. on our yeah. list. Mm-hmm. And I Also a Saturday sure Night Live spinoff film. There you go. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there is no way in hell that I saw that in the theater, because I would have been 10 years old. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's rated R. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. We're on a mission from God. We're getting a band back together. But anyway, that is like, you know, another one that's super silly and super <laughs> quotable and the best bad guys ever. I mean, they're they're Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> and it has the best I, I, this doesn't get mentioned a lot, I think, in best car chases, but I think it has oh, one of the best car absolutely. chases, hands down. Yes. I mean, there's no a question. car chase that's literally through a mall. Yes. Pier 1 Imports. <laughs> they found a closed <laughs> mall and, and filmed a car chase in it. Yeah. Well, so then there were two car chases, because that one was earlier in the movie, and then there was the one towards the end, after they left their gig to deliver the, the money. Oh, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. So there were two I mean, that one's not as good. Chases. That one's not as memorable. No? Okay. I don't think so. And then they tried to outdo it in the Blues Brothers 2000. I didn't see that Which movie. almost ruined the Blues Brothers. I, I saw it in the theater because I love the Blues Brothers so much. But they tried to outdo the car chase, and it just got, like, it was ridiculous. It was just like, 
this is dumb, you know? It's already pretty ridiculous. It didn't ridiculous. quite work. I mean, there's one part I remember. I know it is, but it felt it felt more real. They just, like, piled up, like, one cop car crash. Yeah, yeah. So, like, another, like, 200 just crash into it. Right. And for no good reason. part where I think the Nazis' car, like, went off a, a, an off-ramp, and then yeah, it was, like, yeah. way high in the sky and dropped from a massive height. Yes. I do remember that. That was pretty ridiculous. It's 104 miles to Chicago. Yeah. We got a half a tank of gas, full packet of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> there you go. I, so I only know I know I know what you're about to do there just because when I was in college that was a poster mm -hmm. that like every other person except me had in their dorm room. Yep, I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I had that up. So so what's your number two? My number two was the original or one of the original rockumentaries this is spinal tap oh that's another really good one yeah that could that could make my honorable mentions these i've seen that in a while they well, so i'm sure you didn't see this but the muppets recently had a show on disney plus i missed it which was <laughs> was i think it was just called the electric mayhem or something like that okay and it was about the Electric Mayhem making their first album. And they parodied the It Goes to Eleven thing. They had amps that, like, went up to eleven and a half. <laughs> they didn't say a word about it. They just showed it right. on screen. But they went up to eleven and a half. Anyway, being a uh, musician and rock music aficionado, that was certainly... Not that I would say that I was necessarily a fan of the types of bands that they were satirizing in that movie. But Right. Yeah, that had to be high on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's a great No one. question. I mean, that, that's another thing. Like, I, I, I'm regretting not going through the list so that these movies would have been a little more front of my yeah. brain because that, I think I've missed a lot. That was one I wasn't thinking of until I looked through the list. I'm like, oh, God, I got to pick that. I got to put that on my list. I don't think the problem that it was the band was down. I think the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed <laughs> by a dwarf. That is a good one. <laughs> and I'm done. I'm going to make you reveal your number one first since you already ruined mine. Well, <laughs> mine's already been ruined because, well, I oh. went for Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So my, yours Marty. was one of my... <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts! What the hell's a gigawatt? <laughs> well, my number one was also ruined by, by being one of your honorable mentions, and that's The Princess Bride. Ah, <laughs> To me, that's just that's just the finest cult movie. It's I, I want to say, out of all of these, everything we've mentioned in both of our top fives. No, that's not true because he's seen Back to the Future. Like I'm trying to think of like what I've had my son watch. I'm like, we got to have him watch The Princess Bride. Yeah, that's a classy one, and it's pretty. I mean, other yeah. than there's sword fighting and some mostly deaths, it's mm -hmm. fairly kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the framing, st framing story was telling the story to Fred Savage, so it's got to be kid-friendly, yes. right? <laughs> Pre-Wonder Years. Yeah, I'm still going through this and looking at other things that should have made my honorable mentions. The never-ending story. I actually saw that not that long ago for the first mm -hmm. time. Does it hold up? I only saw it for the first time. I, eh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, does it hold up? Meaning, did you enjoy it? Uh, it was... I mean, it's a kid's okay. movie. Okay, it... Maybe wasn't my favorite movie that I've ever seen. It was, I don't know how much I connected to it, but it wasn't mm -hmm. a bad movie. Well, while you're looking at the list, uh, I'll, I'll mention some that 
didn't really click with me. <laughs> they mm-hmm. had on the list Anaconda, which is not a particularly Never good movie. <laughs> Giant mm-hmm. snakes with, yeah. I only recommend watching that one with rift tracks, but that's fine. About Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Oh, as a, I they lumped all the Monty Python films yeah. into the cult. They, they much put all them all on there. there. Yeah. I mean, a Holy Grail is the only one that I would really even consider in that seventies, right? The other one that I I think that should have been on my list or on my honorable mentions at least is The Matrix. Yeah, I could see that. Again, I still that was have trouble thinking that was a cult film. Yeah, I mean, it it was a very big hit film, and that that got kind of ruined by the the sequels. I only saw Although one the most of those. recent, the most recent one that I think did it go direct to video? I think it might have gone direct to streaming. Might have, yeah. Probably. That kind of it, that was actually pretty good. I enjoyed that one. I missed that one. A couple other dislikes I had. One was mm-hmm. hairspray. Never saw it. I think I had to watch it at my grandparents' house or something one time. Okay. I don't think I saw the whole thing even, but what I did see was I found to be kind of bizarre. Granted, I was probably pretty young at the time. Mars Attacks, I could not get into. I was. I enjoyed Mars. I was Attack. very disappointed. I, I wouldn't by put it, it on any on even an honorable mention. I don't think, but I did enjoy Mars Attacks. I think I was very disappointed about it because I expected it to be a lot funnier than it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Here's another one that could have gone on my honorable mentions: Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, that was. I remembered seeing that one. I was not too keen on. I don't know. Pulp Fiction. I, I'm not necessarily against it, but I feel like it was maybe a little overrated. It was hugely influential for me. I guess not I mean, for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wouldn't have considered it a cult movie necessarily. Oh my God, as I'm going through this list, I'm seeing like Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, <laughs> yeah. Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun 4 well, that's in a whole, space, that's Leprechaun a, yeah. in the hood, Leprechaun back to the hood, Leprechaun Origins, Leprechaun Returns, I think every single one of them. I think there's a whole subcategory of cult films related to those horror movie franchises. yeah. I kind of purposely avoided those for this discussion because... I've never been a big horror movie person, so that wasn't difficult for me. I've seen plenty of them myself, and I just kind of compartmentalize that as a separate category. That's more that's more appropriate mm-hmm. for a Halloween discussion. <laughs> Maybe Fair this enough. year. <laughs> Maybe so. Weird Science, I actually saw that not that long ago, and I couldn't really get into that. That's one of those that has not aged well. I enjoyed it years ago, but mm-hmm. now it's kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see that, yeah. And I think for the same reason, like Animal House, I guess that's 70s, though. Yes. Like that's even a, the, the worst uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Which that's I haven't like, really seen. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty much unwatchably cringy now. Yeah, I could see that from what I've heard about it. I was kind of surprised that there were as many Mel Brooks movies on the list. Mel Brooks is kind of a cult filmmaker. I guess. Star Wars yeah. is on there. Yeah, it is. As is the Star Wars holiday special. Well, yeah, that I get. <laughs> Have you watched it? No. <laughs> I tried to. Maybe I tried to watch the beginning yeah. of it and I didn't get very far. We got maybe halfway through. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> Superman? Really? <laughs> you know, this is Wikipedia. Right, so what are their well, maybe standards? I should edit it. What we are, should just go in and edit and take should, off the ones that we yeah, don't agree delete, with. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's delete the ones we don't agree with. <laughs> yeah, these this 
this Wikipedia list is all over the map. I mean, I guess, you know, it is Wikipedia, so yeah. anybody can go in and... It's not necessarily a the, the final word on what a cult film actually is. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to go through that list if anybody ever wishes to do so, but you now have our top five, so you have our, uh, I guess that's our watching assignment. Oh, we forgot one. Well, or did we, make, we come did back? We, did we mention Crawl already? I don't <laughs> believe we did. That was no, actually a suggestion. Okay. Yes, so we did have uh, feedback that uh, mentioned Crawl as, as a great cult and I, movie. And I didn't get to watch it yet. I haven't seen it. I think I've seen clips from it. Uh, so the quote, uh, this was from Greg Cassander, says, Kroll, it's ambitious in scale and scope, yet has some of the most underwritten characters ever, and they're all potentially interesting. This film's cult has an appreciation for the epic, but can still giggle at the terrible script at the same time. <laughs> so that that's that's one of the one of the, the horror movies, right? Uh, it's like a science fiction movie. Is it? I mean, I thought it was kind of like a science fiction horror movie. Is that the one I'm thinking of with the, the spinning blades? I don't know. Maybe it's not what I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. We might we might have to uh, we can get together and watch it together. All right. Oh, my God. Liam Neeson's in it. And yes. Robbie Coltrane. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you are, Kroll. <laughs> I know what you've done. <laughs> you might be sorely disappointed if you're expecting him to talk. Like yeah, I, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that was uh, that was feedback we've gotten. If, if you wish to give us feedback of your own and have that mentioned, you can. Email us at show at backstage.link or see our website, show.backstage.link. And at this point, since this concludes our first season of doing this show, I suppose we would probably be open for suggestions for future episodes for next season. Certainly, if you have any suggestions for what you'd like us to discuss, send them along. So we will be back, and we do thank you for listening, and you can go back and re-listen to some of our old episodes if you miss us. And hey, if this podcast is inadvertently being used as a sleep aid for you, you're welcome for that too. So sleep well, and until next time, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And that was... Our show. That's most of my life. Oh, I totally missed that, what you were putting down. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we'll edit that together. That'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun to edit this section, huh? <laughs> it's all on you. It is. Oh, no. Did you freeze up again? No, I didn't freeze up again. Okay. I just spit on my spit guard. And I'm Jim. And that and was our, our show. show. <laughs> that did not work well at all. That'll do. <laughs> I have no idea what bonus material we're going to have, if any, but... <laughs>